Hey guys, I'm Danny. And I'm EJ. And this is the Your Living Proof Podcast. Where we talk about addiction and how it affects the family, from the brutal to the beautiful and everything in between. Okay, welcome back, everyone. I hope everyone is surviving third winter. When we're recording this, it's snowing, by the way. So hopefully when you're listening to it, it's just true to springtime beauty. But today we're just... no more snow. We're just killing it for Utah. Um, but we're really excited to talk about this topic because it's, it's relevant to every single human being. Um, but it also has direct links to addiction and really to, to suicide and mental health. So, um, and just as a disclaimer here, our goal is never to just hear ourselves talk. In fact, we kind of don't like to hear ourselves talk, but, um, We do want to empower all of you and our audience um, that listens or could share um, with some insights and information really to help us all be better parents, better uh, peers, and just better people. And so we're just going to share a couple of items um, we've learned along the way over the years. And like she mentioned, it's a very important topic. It's one that all of us deal with. And it's important enough that we actually are re-recording. We recorded this topic today, a few hours ago, and decided that it didn't come across perfectly. It wasn't presented in a way we wanted it. Right. So thank you for saying that. Yeah. Because we really do feel like it's so important that we were willing to uh, re-record. We yes. um, because we really want to make sure that we're communicating all the the points we want to. So, um, Danny, will you, you're the one that taught me this. So I want you to, you what? to, 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 uh, tell us all what is a snipe hunt? Oh, snipe hunt. Sweet. If anyone out there has done that or heard the word, you know how epic it is, right? <clears throat> it's something you do in boy Scouts when you're younger. Maybe you did it camping with your uncles or your dad or whoever, but snipe hunting is it's an activity that you do as a young man. It happens at nighttime and you're out trying to catch this mysterious creature and you're in the dark. It's exciting. You're nervous. You're scared. You're excited. All of abo- all the above. But the truth is you're hunting for something that's not there. It, it broke my heart when I grew up to find out because I, I actually never caught what we were looking for. <laughs> Did you but did you man, try to look it up? Like, what is a snipe? What does a snipe I, look like? I stumbled. I tripped. I fell in the dirt. I got up. I would run. I was, you know, hugging different boys because we were so excited and scared. And it was just a, a very thrilling experience for for something that didn't exist. <laughs> okay. And when Danny told me the story, he was actually kind of kidding with my boys about it. I was in shock because I had never heard of it before. But I wasn't a Boy Scout, so. Um, after I kind of thought about it, I was like, oh, that's so funny that that really actually perfectly describes like the adventure we all go on when we try to find connection, acceptance, approval, or, or really purpose outside of ourselves. And really most of us don't even realize that we're, we're doing it. It's just part of everyday life. Um, and we're just kind of fumbling around in the, in the dark to try to find something that actually doesn't exist. Um, so I have a favorite quote on this topic and it's actually one that we talked to our kids about. 
um, one we refer to often. Danny, would you read it? Yeah, she gave me this quote to share. She does love it. So here it is. To be nobody but yourself in a world which is doing its best night and day to make you everybody else means to fight the hardest battle which any human being can fight and never stop fighting. I, I, it's an, an interesting one. And it, it is funny now you think about the correlation to this topic um, and, and thinking back when I was a young boy, snipe hunting. Um, it was exciting. We all... We all did it together. We were scared. We were excited. And we didn't really know what we were doing. Our, our leaders were leading us on this crazy adventure in the night. And now come to think about it as a dad and a father, I, I think, wow, that was actually a smart move because you're not actually hunting something. You, you have your pillowcase and you're out hunting this thing and it's somebody's hand inside. But, <laughs> but the process behind it is very exciting. And in, in my line of work, I see this day in and day out. Um, no matter how progressed or how bad someone's addiction is at this point, they could have sex addictions that have destroyed their family. They could have substance abuse addictions with drugs or alcohol that have landed them in jail, um, criminal records, ruined their marriages, their careers, everything else. It all started with something as simple as seeking something that didn't exist. So it it is interesting. Um, You know, those of you that do love someone that care about someone who is struggling and drowning in in life, their life is in shambles. You know, you look at what they're doing and it's easy to place blame on the alcohol or the drugs or whatever it is. But you have to remember that all of this started once from something very simple, something quite innocent However, it hurt inside. It left a void inside because they were seeking for something and they couldn't find it. I think that's what's interesting about it is it's something that, you know, somebody's going on this adventure, so to speak, in order to to fill some sort of a void, but they actually end up creating one yep. um, and then trying to fill it again with something that's artificial. Um, so I, I love it because it's, to be nobody but yourself, like it, it shouldn't be that hard, but it, it is hard. It's hard for all of us. I'm 41 years old and it's still something that I am very intentional about. And when I talk to my children, I, I talk about it because I, I want them to feel comfort in who they are at eight years old, 10 years old, whatever, all along the way. And as I've considered that, over over the past few years on why is it so hard i i actually found myself wishing i could go back in time to raise my kids when my mom raised me <laughs> so my mom is like a super human woman and she has eight children and she raised eight children well, she also really fostered well. quite a few babies she fostered 13 uh newborn babies temporary foster homes <laughs> yeah so i mean that's a different subject but that she did much more than just even her own eight. Yeah. Yeah. She's just, she's just like the superhero to me. But I thought, how, how did she do it? Like how, how did she, she was genuinely happy. Like it wasn't like my mom was a miserable person just trudging along, getting through life and drowning herself in sorrows at the end of the day. Like she was genuinely stoked about her life and loved 
being a mom, I'm not saying she was never frustrated or exhausted, but I'm saying she, she portrayed to everyone very well how happy she was. And one thing that I thought about was my mom didn't grow up and pick up her phone and instantly see images of all that she hadn't accomplished yet that day. Well, the comparison game. Right. Like, oh, my next door neighbor put green dye in her kids' toilets on St. Patrick's Day. Oh, my gosh, that's so cute. Shoot, I forgot it was St. Patrick's Day. Hmm. (laughs) Like, I'm just saying, like, it wasn't there. Like, the comparison wasn't there. I'm not saying other people weren't doing things or amazing things. I'm just saying she didn't know about it. So... She didn't have time to stop and analyze what she was doing and then maybe feel depressed. The the comparison game wasn't as easy as it is now. Right. You can, you can find yourself comparing, comparing yourself to other people when you're sitting on the toilet before your eyes are even completely awake. Yeah. Looking at your phone going, Oh wow. And you're comparing yourself by the way to, to not only just like information that's out there, but to people that are filtered and Photoshopped. Correct. And that's like prisoner of war stuff, man. Like that is legit mental and emotional warfare. If you really think about it. And we just do it out of habit all day, every day. Most of us, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying everybody does, but I think a lot of people do and they don't even realize how it's affecting them. So I just want to read a quote from one of my favorite talks on this subject. One that I read at least once a year that helped me remember kind of redirect and and take time to think about what am I doing and why am I doing it? So this is a talk. I will link it in the episode notes, but it's by Patricia Holland. And she actually gave this talk in 1986. So that gives you some perspective on how wise this woman was. But she said, surely there has not been another time in history when women have questioned their self-worth as harshly and critically as in the second half of the 20th century. Many women are searching almost frantically, as never before, for a sense of personal purpose and meaning. And many LDS women are searching, too, for eternal insight and meaning in their femaleness. If I were Satan and wanted to destroy a society, I think I would stage a full-blown blitz on women. I would keep them so distraught and distracted that they would never find the calming strength and serenity for which their sex has always been known. The words in there that stood out to me were distraught and distracted. I mean, it totally nails it right on the head. And obviously that quote talks about specifics and and there are things that affect women different than men or girls more than boys, right? The pressures are different. However, the pressures are all there. Right. The comparison is all there and it's taken a toll. Even here in our little community, we live in Utah. Um, We live near the mountains in this beautiful little community. Um, It's a safe environment. It's a beautiful place to be. A lot of people do well and it's a family oriented place. And most of the world I think would look and be like, Oh my goodness. It's like the most perfect place to be. Yeah. I mean, it really is. We also have a school here near us that had one of the highest suicide rates in the country. So what the heck? I mean, shouldn't we all be the happiest people on earth? Cause for heaven's sakes, if you're looking through a lens, it's not even a filtered thing like on, on, on Instagram or Facebook. I'm just talking if someone was able to access the satellite and look at our community that lived in some other part of the, the country or the world, they would just 
think this is it. This is heaven. This is where people, but yet people all around us are miserable and people all around us are struggling with the same struggles as anyone else. And a lot of it, most of it is due to being distraught and distracted. Totally. Totally agree. Reality is we actually refilmed this episode and we, we cared so much because we wanted to bring value to it. We didn't want to hear ourselves talking about our own opinions on this. We wanted to kind of shed light in hopes that everyone else could be nodding their head going, yeah, yeah, I, I see that too. I understand that too. So we don't want to just point out the problem. We, we want to maybe bring a little bit of insight to how we can change the outcome or the dialogue based upon what we've either done and failed and redone and redid in our own home or with other people that we've worked with. Um, the one reason that you should care about this topic, whether or not it's, it's an important one to you or not is growing up these days, the pressure is insurmountable. You could be, you could be married and in your forties or fifties and still have the pressure, but can you imagine the pressure for these young adults it's one of the biggest contributing factors, if not the single contributing factor to eating disorders, to suicide, to drug abuse, to self-harm, to all these different things that young adults are doing because they are literally suffocating from the, from the damn snipe hunt. Yep. Right. They are all out there. And, and, and part of it is, is it's exciting at first, right? You, all of the pressures that they're getting sucked into, they're exciting. They're, you know, there's the the thrill, the excitement, the the fear, the everything surrounding it, but everyone else is doing it. I remember as a boy, I, I, I've sat here the whole time thinking about these snipe hunts we'd go on, how ridiculous, but we would be running in the dark, right? And some of us would be in the back and we would be running in the dark, tripping, stumbling, getting up, giggling, laughing, holding each other by the arm because we were scared of being in the dark. We didn't even know what the hell we're doing. <laughs> But it was so exciting that we just all kept running to we, with each other. Like these these leaders of ours could have ran us off a cliff, and we would have all ran because it <laughs> Scary, was just so true. exciting. What are we hunting a snipe? What does a snipe look like? I don't know. Have you ever felt one? Have you ever seen? No, I haven't ever seen one. But they say they're cool. Unbelievable. Yep. Yep. But very real. It is. So if you're wondering what one thing you can do today to smash this toxic mindset from burrowing in underneath your skin and your families, it's to open up the conversation. There's something we do in our home. It's called the safe place. We may have talked about it on here. I don't yeah, know. We did. we did. It's our little green couch in our bedroom. It's a safe place where our kids can talk to us. You know, at first they didn't understand how it works. And, you know, our youngest still kind of brings me in there to say, Hey daddy, I need to talk to you. And then she'll be like, I want you to take me on a date. So she's still trying to figure (laughs) out how it works. Yeah. Or she wants candy or something, but the others are already starting to understand how it works. Hey dad, can I talk to you? Sure. We sit down. Hey dad, today at recess, I felt like I was picked on and I felt like the other people were being mean, or I didn't feel like I was understood. Or when you were telling me something earlier, dad, this is how it made me feel. So practicing this open dialogue so that when people start to feel a certain way, because no matter what you will, no matter what, at some point you will feel not enough, inadequate, not as good as, not as pretty as, but if you can start to open a dialogue with someone you trust, love, and care about, you'll be able to minimize the damage that can come. Absolutely. 
And I, I, I love that. We actually had, I had an opportunity to talk to my son about that in the kitchen today because he was like, I'm the only one in my class. He's 10. I'm the only one in my class that doesn't have new vans. <laughs> and I was like, well, first of all, I guarantee you're not the only one in your class that doesn't have new vans. But second of all, who, who cares? Yeah. Well, I care, you know? And so we start talking about it and just opening up this dialogue of how did it make him feel? How can we process this? And what can we do moving forward to, to not place value on the sure. things that we wear, right? So it's just small little steps. But I, I would say for sure, um, number two would be to to be accountable yourself as the adult, right? Or just as as a good friend. Yeah, how are um, you living your life that how, they're witnessing? Yeah. yeah, what are what are we doing? Like are we are we saying it but not doing it? Cause that that doesn't help anybody. Um, just for example, um I I don't follow any fitness apps or fitness people. I did for a long time. I followed like probably thirty different people. All of a sudden, I, I I follow her though. I have a, a hidden album on hidden album on my phone oh of all the videos. So when she's doing <laughs> certain exercises, where I'm like, whoa, okay. I take videos of her and then I just hide them in my own phone. But listen, this that is my wife. I'm married to her. It's not a detour. So it goes to say though, when you say I don't have any fitness apps, well, there's a reason why. Well, no, because so, she's very fit. No, what I'm saying is she's I, ignoring me now. I, I love fitness. Anybody that knows me knows I love to go to the gym. It's like part of my mental health. So you not joy. following them is a big deal. But I don't follow them because there Why? was a time period that I did and it became so toxic to me. All of a sudden, I, for the first time in my life, felt like I shouldn't eat certain foods. Like I was, I was stressed out all the time about what I was eating and how much I was eating and, and should I protein and and what workout should I do gosh I, I've never tried this I've always just been a runner and I've never done this and I obviously am doing all of this wrong and you I got started caught up and in other words you went for a snipe hunt. I went on a snipe hunt and it was ugly like it 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 destroyed me mentally for for a time where I I was not happy with myself and therefore I became kind of a grumpy mom and I couldn't you know I'll Honestly, the, the bottom line is I couldn't see outside of myself. So that doesn't make for a very helpful individual. Not not a great spouse, not a great friend, um, not a great mom. So I, I th did the hard thing and I thought, okay, if only negative feelings are coming from this, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to delete every single one of these people that are actually making me feel like I'm not enough. And I'm going to manage that myself because I'm a grown ass woman. So I can make choices like that. And I did. And guess what? It's magic. It's joy. Guess what? I'm still in shape, but I don't care about what anybody else is doing or eating. It's wonderful. Well, the hard part is it's understanding, right? Like, I, I think I do need to step in and say, I think people follow others because they receive good instruction. Right? Sure. Absolutely. They have great workouts that are better than what they're doing. There's people that do it better, that know better have been taught better and learned better ways to do it. So they're learning from them, right? Yes. That's not a snipe hunt. Nope. When you follow those accounts, you're doing it because you're trying to improve what you're, what, what you're doing currently. Right. However, there's a difference of knowing when you're utilizing it to improve yourself. And then there's a difference of now I'm obsessing on it yep. and I'm comparing myself to people. I'm 
allowing unobtainable expectations to control my life. Right. That's the difference. Right. Amen. And I'm really glad you said that. And and in fact, I, and this is obviously different for everybody because Danny could follow fitness accounts and he doesn't care. Like, whatever. He's going to do what he does. Uh, and, you know, I have a really great friend who's like the most amazing individual. And she opened up to me one day and just said how how she felt like she had no value because she was on these dating apps and she wasn't getting the responses she thought she should or or you know, I, I don't really know how those dating apps work, but she was depressed basically because of these dating apps. And I just said, it sounds like you just need to delete them. Like easy peasy, just do it. Yeah, but it's not. And it's, it's, it, it wasn't easy for her. It was actually monumental and it took a minute for her to adjust to that mindset. But what I'm saying is she took control and she stopped going on that snipe. It, if it was easy, this is the deal. And I, I've seen so many different reports and videos and statistics of how many times we look at our phone as a human being. I've heard as many as 2000 or more, you know, that the average person looks at their phone a day, even if it's half of that a thousand times a day. Oh, by the way, before you go on, we're going to link this in our stories as a video that all of you guys should watch with your kids. Yeah, there is a video and it talks about how all of these different platforms nowadays are, are traps into leading us on these snipe hunts, right? Well, again, there's elements to it that are amazing. You can get on social media and see your friends. You can look at things that interest you, travel, interior design, homes, architecture. But the problem is, is everybody gets sucked into the snipe hunt, which is eventually they are seeking for something that doesn't exist, but yet they're super excited. They're also scared. They're also uneasy. They're also nervous, but they're doing it anyway. Right. right? So, Having that balance might be the most difficult thing in the world. But what we're here today is to talk to you about all of those people who are now struggling, suffering from something, right? It could be depression. It could be someone who is starving themselves because of body image problems, literally killing themselves. It could be people who actually hurt themselves because believe it or not, even here in our community, if people aren't able to get their hands on drugs, they hurt themselves. They cut themselves, they burn themselves, they do things that release these euphoric moments, right? Where they get to detach themselves from the pain that they're in. Then, of course, we have a plethora of people who are taking, abusing prescription drugs from the doctor because it's okay if it comes from the doctor, right? And then there's also the illegal and the illicit drugs and alcohol. But all of this happened because eventually people got sick and tired of chasing that snipe. Right exhausted i'll tell you as a young boy too i remember when they caught a snipe or two and i felt left out i was so mad because i didn't have one in my pillow in my pillowcase i didn't have that snipe and come to think about it i was jealous and sad that others had caught nothing they'd caught a fake thing (laughs) but here i was going i didn't catch anything i didn't get anything you know, right. I, I just want to take this moment real quick to talk about, you know, someone I worked with recently, someone I care about greatly, and I, I have known for a long time. Um, their spouse got caught up in a drug addiction well into her life, well, well down. Into adulthood. Into adulthood. Yep. Didn't grow up doing these things, actually did well in life, grew up perfect, became a, a wife, became a mother helped operate a successful business. And also all of a sudden 
in their very late 30s developed a drug addiction. I'm not going to go into the details of why, but this quite literally almost took this person's life and for a short time period actually destroyed their life. Thankfully, their life is back on track and they have learned some valuable lessons, but getting to know this person, working closely with them, there were some very dark times. But what I want to share with you is the underlying issue here. The underlying issues were it all started because of her snipe hunt. And it started with little things of the comparison of everyone else around me is going on all these trips. Everyone else around me looks a certain way. Everyone else around me has the same bag. Now, many of you can see that, recognize it, and it doesn't take you down this rabbit hole, right? But there's a lot of other people that that's where it starts. And then what happens is it compounds with depression, anxiety, not feeling adequate, not feeling enough. And it just becomes this double-edged sword where you keep looking at it. You keep trying, you keep trying, you keep running, you keep doing what other people are doing or doing what you see other people doing. And it makes you more and more miserable because you are not getting anything fulfilling or anything that you need to, to fill that void. So an addiction that came on late in her life and almost very closely destroyed everything meaningful around her and everything meaningful to her was because of a snipe hunt. So if you don't think it's dangerous, you don't think that it's really that big of a deal. I ask you to check yourself because it's the start of something very big to come. I love that. And, and it is just, it's just so true. And, and we, we've said it, we've said it a hundred thousand times. It feels like, but, but truly the opposite of addiction. Well, think about it before she says it. If someone asked you, what is the, the very opposite of addiction? If you're listening, what is it? Tell them what it is. Connection. Connection. The polar opposite, right? There's night, there's day. But what's there's interesting. There's addiction and then the other end is connection. Is we're more connected than we've ever been. Like in the world that we live in right now, we can... I can call China right now and FaceTime somebody. Distraught oh. and distracted though. Right? So that's what's interesting is we all think we're so connected because even during the pandemic, even all during 2020 when everyone was isolated, we still could connect and tweet and and FaceTime. post and did 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 did. But why is it though that everyone mental health became such a huge issue? It, it, it's because those connections aren't the real type of connections that humans really need. Correct. That it, It's a fake. It's, it's a virtual connection, a digital connection. Yeah, and it's it, it doesn't fill that void. And honestly, just as a side note, if anybody's interested in reading anything about that, there's an awesome book that Colin Karchner recommended called Glow Kids. Yeah. And I'll put it in the link to this episode. Glow Amazing. Kids. Remember, write that down. It, it, it's so good, and it talks all about this this fake connection. But anyway, connection it's it's just it's not a commodity. It's not something that you can acquire. It isn't something that even a celebrity who has millions of fans it, they can't gain connection through that. 
And you you can see that obviously through all of the drug abuse and, and, and the mental breakdowns that these people are having because it doesn't do it for them. It doesn't matter what you can buy. It doesn't matter how many likes and millions of followers. My, my you wife have. used to be a big fan of. Well, she's probably I still am a, a big fan. She of does. Britney she Spears. said she went. We went to the jazz game the other day, and she had a big a shirt on that said "Free Britney." Is that what it said? I'm just saying you should watch her special on Hulu. Okay, Free Britney. That's all I'm <laughs> well, saying. I'm sure just, there's other girls out, and guys out there that were a big I feel fan, for her. and she's awesome. However, you can see it doesn't matter if you have. 25 million followers that are liking things you're doing. It doesn't, it doesn't give mean, you that connection. So the connection to just to, and we won't keep harping on this, but just to clarify every single person on the face of this planet that develops an addiction that becomes life controlling, they lose connection. They lose connection with God. They lose connection with the people around them and they lose connection with themselves because that connection is predicated on being real and true to yourself. Now, it doesn't mean you don't make mistakes. It, that connection comes from being real, and the connection comes from being true. Will as difficult as it is, talk about that and how it affected you. Well, for example, the my addiction that had actually taken my life and for some reason was spared more than once. Um, the big question is why? What happened? Right? I always try to figure out what happened. What caused this? Well, it's yeah, like peeling back layers family. of an onion. Yes, I did. I actually, when people say that, people roll their eyes. I had the perfect childhood. Yeah. There is no such thing as perfect, but as close to perfect, loving parents, amazing, there, worked hard, became successful all on their own, who were invested with us emotionally, physically, 100% of the time, Loved sports, loved all my friends, loved being active. My childhood was amazing. So what happened? Well, it, it took, it actually took probably a year into recovery to really figure it out. Mm -hmm. And it was that I always, I always felt like in order for me to be truly happy, to be like, aha, I did it. I'm, I'm there. I'm good. I had to reach this certain level. And I, this is so incredibly difficult to explain and I'll probably slaughter it. But I never allowed myself to be really happy or to feel comfortable in my skin until I was, until I had obtained this certain level of success as a man. The problem was, it's like a damn snipe. I didn't even know exactly what it was. It was just not, not what you had. It's not what I had. It was kind of what he had, but also what he had and what this other guy had and what my dad had done. But what's incredible is I had set this bar, like the standard, like, okay, as soon as I get there, I'll be good. I'll be happy. I'll be satisfied. So I was unable to look in the mirror and feel comfortable in my own skin for far too long. Yep. And what happened is whether it was going on dates with girls or telling other people or guys comparing myself to guys, it was little lies in the beginning, like, I made more money at a job than I did. Or I had a car, like a model of a car, nicer than I did. Like I had this car, but it was the sports version. No, it wasn't. It was just the normal version. Or the type of clothing or whatever it was, you always had to I always had to make it sound better to people because I thought that would make them like me more. Right. Or it would make me like myself more. But the problem was they were just little lies that just grew over time, over time, over time, becoming suffocating. 
And ultimately, you aren't even able to look at yourself with true intent. That living I lost in that, truth. I lost that connection. Yeah. And then when you start lying, the lies get bigger, and then you feel bad, you feel guilt, shame. It all starts to compile, and you lose connection with those around you. And then ultimately, when you lose your connection with God or believing in something higher, greater than yourself, you're in a bad, you're in a bad spot. Right. Yep. Thank you. I love that the way you shared that because it's just, it's just true. So my feelings are that true joy and peace can only come when we take the time and make the effort to truly understand our purpose. Yep. That is harder harder to do than to say, obviously. And it takes real intention and real effort. But I do believe that that is the only way. When we're living in our truth and living our purpose, then we can find that peace that can't be bought in any way. Um, it's true. I, and I think it's difficult to, dis, to explain, right? Like, how do you get that? What do you do? Well, the reality is, I don't care if you have to go into the mountains and listen to yourself breathe. Yeah. I don't know if you need to be able to get on your knees and to pray in a way that you can actually feel that prayer. If it's reaching out to someone um, that you trust to talk about it with, but here's, here's the kicker. If, if you are unable to look in the mirror and to feel comfortable in your own skin, it will never lead to something positive. Right. Oh, amen. But it's also much easier said than done. So as you stumble along the way and, and you're trying to figure that out, whether you are in your 20s, teens, or if you're in your late 30s into adulthood, when you don't feel comfortable in your own skin, stop hunting for the snipe. Start looking up. Start reaching out to those around you and start figuring out a way to make a real true connection. Absolutely agree. And again, acknowledge that it is going to be the hardest battle that you will ever fight and that it will be a lifetime battle. Yeah, it's and not it, a swipe. And nothing will be more worth it. Not, not for you personally or anyone that gets to love you or be a part of your life because it will be a completely different experience. It is. So we're done snipe hunting. Let's get real. Let's get honest. We got a big anniversary coming up here soon. We're going to celebrate on the podcast. So stay tuned oh, for boy. that. Yes. And make those we connections. Will stay see you connected. Guys next week.